Blog Talk Radio. Right on the button. This is all about wine. wine. Talk show dedicated to the wine industry since 2009. Featuring winemaker, cellar master, vineyardist, and tasting expert, Ron. Ron. Basically, what we had in this program is just trying to educate people and trying to make wine less confusing and more friendly. From coast to coast and around, and the, around world. the world. No, we really have had some, some neat people on the program. I, I just, I love that. Post your questions and comments during the live show on our Facebook page at www.facebook.com. Forward slash all about wine CTR. Again, that's www.facebook.com forward slash all about wine CTR. And now, all about wine is on. Here's Ross Rock. All right. Thank you, bus people. Beautiful day out there, enjoying some nice wine. Just, you know, can't ask for more. Summer in Florida in the afternoon rain. It's hurricane season now, though. We are in hurricane season. In fact, we've already had one, uh, a named storm out in the Gulf. So it's uh, it's on us already. But... uh, out of it, but other than that, that was all it was. Just just a rain. It, it was, yeah. yeah but yeah, it was. It, enough wind to <laughs> give it a name. You know, that's that's yeah. the key to it. They expect a pretty light season this year too for Hurricane, so hmm. we hope so. We yeah. we always hope so. Yeah. So uh yeah. we are 7.02 p.m. Eastern Daylight Time on June the 8th, 2023. If you're listening to us now, we are live. If you're listening to us in archives, thank you. I think more people listen to us in archives than live, but uh, that's all right. We are happy that you listen to us and however you do. We are also on other formats, too, uh, well, I'll let Mike tell you, what other formats are we on? Uh, we are on social media. You can check us out on our Twitter page at, uh, I think it's all about, anyway, if you're seeing the, the notice on uh, Twitter, <laughs> just stay on that page and you can listen to it there. Uh, same thing with Facebook. Uh, you can check out the, the All About Wine Facebook page and we're live on there as well. As on YouTube, uh, the YouTube link is way too long. I'm not going to say it now. Uh, it takes forever. <laughs> and, uh, there's uh, obviously Blog Talk Radio, and uh, don't know, I don't see. Are we on Spotify? Oh, yeah. and, uh, no, we're not on Spotify. Not uh, not that I know of. I haven't huh? really searched there. It's not. If we are, it's not. Uh, oh, who was just joining us in the chat? Uh, Joseph. Okay, just saw Joseph uh, pop into chat and pop right back out of it. Um, oh. We had somebody do that last, and uh, got, or was it last week or week before last? And I get, uh, you know, when they pop in like five minutes before the end of the show, I get a little leery about you know some of these that that, that pop into chat, but uh, didn't say oh, yeah. anything, and uh, just want to hang out. That's fine. Um, so uh, that's a perfect place to uh, post a question or a comment uh, regarding the show. If uh, you get in get in the uh, Blog Talk Radio. Uh, chat channel that's on the show uh i'll see it here and and uh, we'll you know definitely buzz in there um also on mixcloud and on uh, the flightline radio flightlineradio.com so check it out it's uh and, quite a bit of places uh, that we're good. live <laughs> and we're in, yeah and we're on also other formats too of which we are not aware uh i hear people say that they listen to us on other formats and I had no idea we were on them. That's why I was thinking Spotify. I think it's already mentioned yeah. that, but it's not something that iTunes we, yeah, iTunes. Yeah. I'll look and see if there's uh, anything on, I don't know, Spotify, but uh, it is still on uh, iTunes and um, God, there was one surprised me uh, last week, week before last or in time. I thought, wow, I didn't realize Every single show was on this this 
I don't know what I was on, but I was on something and I, I saw a little icon on there and I go, uh oh, <laughs> and uh, every single, <laughs> every single yeah. thing, kind of like iTunes, I has every single one of them, but this this one was a shock. I gotta find out where that was. Yeah, kind of we're, we're on a lot of different yeah. ones. That surprises me too. I just when I'm out looking at stuff and I go, oh, there we are, and uh, it just yeah, which. Yeah. Yeah, we appreciate all these places picking us up, or whoever's putting us on those. Thank you. Uh, yeah, yeah. And, and, yeah. The thing is, we we look at our numbers, and we we have pretty decent numbers. Number of people who listen to the show, and you know, we thank all of you for doing it. But it, we don't get a true count because of all these other formats don't feed it back into radio in our our uh, number page. So. Uh, it throws off our numbers. Every once in a while, guests will uh, inquire about being on. They say, how many people listen? And I always respond, I have no idea, <laughs> because there's so many other formats that we are out there on and pop up on. So, And Flightline Radio. Uh, we have to give... Uh, uh, talk about that for a second. Flightline Radio is Mike's venture. It is uh, uh, flightlineradio.com, and you can yeah. listen to it. It's streaming all the time, 24-7. But then, uh, uh, then Mike uh, needs something. I'm looking at, no, I'm, I'm, looking at um, I'm looking at all the... Oh, I'm, is it tilted or something? Okay, I, Mike, you're going to have to talk for a minute. Uh, my wife just had hand surgery uh, Tuesday, mm-hmm. and I need to go take care of something real fast here that she can't. So uh, talk about your flight line radio. Tell them when you're on and all that stuff. I'll be right back. <laughs> uh, like you said, it's uh, flightlineradio.com. Uh, it, there's music 24-7, except on Thursdays so when we do All About Wine live there. Uh, there is a schedule, so there's different genre playing at different hours. Uh, mostly it's like uh, 70s in the morning, 80s after that. There's classic rock. There's a, I think there's a country uh, spot for like two hours, and then it's just a mix-up after uh, in between all that. So uh, then I'm on Friday evenings from 7 p.m. to 9 p.m. Eastern time. Uh, and I just found another place that has our uh, the show on archives. Unbelievable! Didn't even never even heard of this site. Uh, let's see how many shows do they have. Um, they look like they're fairly current. Yeah. Oh, okay, I'm back. Another um, place that's uh, showing or list, listing the uh, show. I've uh, never heard of them. So, What's that? Uh, uh, it's uh, listennotes.com. Huh. <laughs> but uh, there's last week, week before that. Uh, I don't know how many episodes there are, but um, oh, load more. Uh, it's really interesting to, to load up some of the pages and they go all the way back to, you know, several years worth. It's like how long yeah. have they been, you know, posting here, so. Um, that's cool. Yeah, that's. Uh, I noticed that too. That you start looking at stuff, and it just it goes back, you know, four or mm-hmm. five years on some of them, and you're going, "Wow, you know, this is." Have they been doing it that long, or are they just loaded up, or not? You never know. You know? Yeah, yeah. I don't know, so. but uh, it's out there. Just I just did a search for uh, on Google for all about wine podcast, and it was apples up there. Blog Talk Radio, of course. Uh, and then our website, and then I don't know. There's, there's, God, there's all kinds of stuff here. <laughs> Wait a minute, what's that one? Um, what? Oh my gosh, we're on. Uh, how did we get on? What magazine? Wine Enthusiast magazine. Oh really? Well, Wine Enthusiast yeah. is named this as one of the. One of the that top wine podcasts a couple of years ago. So, oh my gosh, uh, wow. This is, uh, 
Wine Enthusiast, there's no date on this, but it says uh, podcast for every wine lover from beginners to experts. And it says uh, the wine and culture issue and all about wine is at top, probably because it's probably in uh, alphabetical order, all about wine. Yeah. Yeah. But it says uh, all about wine is perfect for fans of old school radio shows like Car Talk. Thank you. This week's (laughs) call-in show is by Ron Hunt, a winemaker, cellar master, vineyardist, and tasting expert who occasionally invites industry guests on the show. Topics can vary throughout the hour, but uh, Hunt typically covers the gamut of current industry news. And there's a link to the website. Wow. I didn't know they were doing that. Um, And there's... They list uh, Decanted, um, they list The Grape Nation, Guild Psalm, Real Wine People, The Stories Behind Wine, Wine for Normal People, and Wine Enthusiasts, which I guess is theirs. But, um, wow, isn't that something? That is cool. Oh, all right. Thank you, yeah. Wine Enthusiasts. Yeah, that's fantastic. I didn't know yeah. we I saw the link and I got wait a minute. Um, oh, who else? Oh, there's uh, Pod. Pod tail were listed on there. Uh, listen notes, which I already said. Um, mm, I mean, there's just like the first few that. Uh, what's this on here? Hang on, there might be another. Um, no. Um, so I'm just I'm trying to find uh, if we're on here. Uh, wine blast. No, I guess not. I uh, think also. I yeah. I, I'm not sure, but you know the, the cigar guys that were on and Cap uh, Kaplowitz and uh, the other yep. cigar guys uh, and their uh, their um, blogs. I think some of them carry a link to us there too. So that's uh, hmm. uh, another way that uh, we're out there. So you know, fantastic. Yeah. You know, I never really really thought about it, but boy, we it gives us a lot of exposure out there that we are not aware of. And because of that, a lot of people can listen to the show and other things, and we never really know how many is listening to it. So thanks. Thanks, everyone yep. out there who's listening to it. Thanks all the uh, formats that are picking us up and, and putting yeah. us out there. We do appreciate that greatly. Not that it means yeah. anything to us <laughs> as far as as far as monies or anything like that. It's just really super cool that we're in all those uh all those areas and all those different things. Uh yeah. so yeah, that's that's really cool. Um, on, on the chat, I don't know if he's uh, actually listening, but uh, Ron Reck is in uh, the chat room, so no. Ron if you're actually looking you can say hi or Ask the question of uh, the other Ron, the show host. So, uh, I guess we need to get on with the program. That's almost fifteen minutes. We spent. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, That's you know, I, we uh, hey, uh, just—it's informative. We're letting people know where they can find us. That's so all. It, uh, yes, it's true. <laughs> somebody might not be able to, you know, get a hold of us somehow mm-hmm. or something, and so that way they can find us in all sorts of different formats. Oh, very good. Thank yeah. you. Uh, I, I listened to, and I'm, I'm not going to uh, get into it. Real deep. Let me tell you about that. I listened to a show the other day uh, online. Uh, for some, well, I lucked upon it, actually, and uh, it was on Eventbrite. I don't know if you're familiar with that. Uh, it, it, Eventbrite post events they carry different events uh, and and all that for uh discussions and things you can tune in on i never heard of eventbrite and i got ready to sign into it and uh engineer's site came up or her email and all that and i went and i said what's your email or what's your password for eventbrite and she goes eventbrite what you doing and she she was well well aware of it and i never was but i listened to a podcast that was uh, on Eventbrite that was uh, the uh, what, what the title of it I can't think of the title of it right now um, but it was about um, American wine um, or American grapes 
and the evolution of American grapes and what's being done with American grapes and how they're being used now in the hybrids on an extremely interesting podcast. I, I just, I enjoyed so much of it. And I'm sitting there scribbling notes. I, I felt like Mike. I'm sitting there scribbling notes all the time and trying to get as much information as I can now. It was uh, uh, a Clark Smith and J. Stephen Caskels, I believe it's pronounced, were the two that was talking most of the time. Also, uh, Jerry was the host. I didn't get his last name. But these guys, uh, uh, Stephen Caskels has a winery in Missouri, and he's got a whole bunch of different American grapes planted. And ones that he's been experimenting with and, and all that. And they talked about what's going on with American grapes, where they're being grown, how they came about, all sorts of stuff. I mean, it's just really an interesting podcast. And like I said, I'm sitting there scribbling notes down and all that and trying to get as much written down as I can to remember. And I'm going to try to get a hold of these guys, see if I can't get one or the other or both of them on the show at one time or another. But at the end of the show, they said, once we edit this, we will send it out to all the people who listened to it today. Uh, and you can have it on uh, – the, they're going to do text of it, and they're also going to give a copy of the podcast itself. And I thought, oh, boy, after all this scribbling notes and everything, I'll have it and uh, after they edit it. And so I will we'll be able to post it on – the All About Wine site, I'm sure. I don't think there's going to be restrictions. I'll have to contact them to be sure that there's no restrictions, but I doubt seriously that they'll put restrictions on it. But the uh, the show was just really, really informative. Uh, they, they talked about a book called Foundation of American Grape Culture by a T.V. Munson, who is really... Uh, well-known in American grapes. In fact, there's uh, uh, Munson's grapes is uh, Munson grape is a big section of the country. The Munson grapes growing, as is Swinson hybrids and Cornell University hybrids uh, from all over the place. So uh, sections of those, but uh, a phenomenal, phenomenal, informative, and uh, educational. Episode. So when that comes up and I get that, I will get that posted on the All About Wine site. And I do highly recommend taking the time to watch through it. It's uh, so, so interesting. And I will also try to get a hold of these guys once I get that information and all that, because they'll probably give a, a link to these guys. Once I get that information, I will try to get them on the show if I can do that, and uh, uh, we can talk about, again, what they were talking about on their podcast. So, interesting. I wanted to share that with you and uh, tell you about that, and we'll uh, uh, hopefully you'll look forward to that. That should be uh, something that I do highly recommend for you to uh, check out found an article called Red Wine, Understanding How It Benefits Your Heart and Mind. And we have been back and forth on this. What is the good stuff and what is the bad stuff? And is red wine good for you? And is red wine bad for you? And I mean, it's just uh, an ongoing thing. Well, this article basically says, yes, it's good for you. Uh, the, it's from, let me tell you, it's from Lifestyle uh, Magazine, I don't know, uh, Longevity.Technology in Lifestyle, and it's under the nutrition heading, all sorts of stuff on this Lifestyle, I, it, just a lot of interesting articles, this is the only one online that I found, but uh in general, it says, red wine contains high antioxidant content that is beneficial for the body. 
especially for the heart and mind. The antioxidants of red wine come from dark grapes, which are rich in resveratrol, epitachin, catechin, and proanthocyanins. And yes, I probably destroyed those words. So, it says, drinking red wine, is it good for you? Yes, it says. It is beneficial because of the resveratrol. And this is extremely helpful for people suffering from type 2 diabetes and heart disease. So, there you go. Now, alcohol turns to sugar in your body. Red wines usually have a higher alcohol content. And they didn't really address that aspect of it. But uh, it, it says that uh, one of the studies about resveratrol is its properties in lowering the body's blood sugar for up to 24 hours. The alcohol is not addressed in it, but I have done a personal experiment uh, a few years ago. Oh, geez, quite a few years ago now. This is 23. I did this back in almost almost 10 years ago but i took a bottle of red wine and i did my blood sugar i am type 2 diabetic i did my blood sugar before i started i had a glass of red wine i waited an hour did my blood sugar had another glass of red wine waited an hour and had, did my blood sugar and surprisingly and i expected it to start peaking but surprisingly it stayed pretty stable it didn't jump up and then after going through well i hate to admit it but the whole bottle after going through the whole bottle that evening i did my blood sugar uh this was about three hours after i finished it and it went up about no close to 20 points which still was reasonable within range it wasn't uh, spiking or anything it was still like 150 at that time, which, you know, is, is not bad. And if you're not diabetic, you, you know, don't know what I'm talking about. If you are, then you you can understand. But it peaked around 150. Usually it stayed around 110, 115, stuff like that. So it didn't raise it a lot. So this is one thing about, you know, the uh, alcohol uh, turning into sugar. This article says resveratrol's benefit in blood sugar regulation may definitely help people who have high blood pressure. Further research has shown that the properties that control the cholesterol levels and systolic blood pressure of a person taking 250 milligrams of resveratrol supplements a day equal to that. Okay, so you don't have to take this on. It continues saying, after three months of research, scientists found that the study participants were able to have lowered glucose levels in their blood more so than those who did not take resveratrol supplements. So it works. Uh, the American Diabetes Association uh, says that it is a good way to control and regulate blood sugar. If you are on glucose on, on uh, you know glucose shots it is not an equivalent of doing that so don't substitute it check with your healthcare professionals as they say and be sure that it is okay but drinking red wine is not an alternative for blood sugar treatment plans uh, one to two glasses of red wine may actually be added to the diet and be good for you. Cardioprotective. Cardiovascular disease is considered a major disease of death in most countries. And uh, it's the leading death here in the United States and second highest in Canada. So the Canadian researchers explored the benefits of red wine and they found that uh, heart failure is medically treated through various traditional pharmacotherapies, uh, and these have shown that red wine is one of those ways that can actually help the natural compounds uh, in red wine, the antioxidants, and resveratrol can help 
lower incidence of heart attacks. Canadian study. Uh, and the scientific evidence for reserve withdrawal has been going on over again. Uh, it's the problem with the studies with reserve withdrawal. I'm pronouncing that wrong. Resveratrol. Uh, studies with resveratrol is that there has never been a big sample long-term study. Most of them have been the small sampling size and the dosing has not been consistent. So no conclusion, no Bottom line, what is the scientific evidence for resveratrol? Nothing that can really say, yes, it's great for you, or no, it's not great for you. Uh, cholesterol, uh, again, red wine. Uh, a glass of red wine has been found helpful to decreasing bad cholesterol. And uh, the uh, tempranillo Red grapes that are used in producing certain varieties of red wine can lower low-density lipoprotein, which is the LDL cholesterol, and, and it can uh, uh, regulate and raise the HDL, which is a uh, good cholesterol. So, red wine and resveratrol, can help with your cholesterol, according to this this uh, article. The question, should you drink red wine to improve heart health? Uh, yeah, it's not going to hurt you. Uh, red wine's uh, polyphenols uh, is what health professionals consider heart healthy. Polyphenols are a, a kind of antioxidant that can aid in preventing blood clotting by helping blood vessels become more flexible, which is a good thing. You know, if you've ever seen the little pictures, and I'm sure everybody has, of how the vessels get clogged up and are hardened and stuff, resveratrol can help that, can cause uh, more flexible blood vessels. Mental health. Well, yeah, if I have red wine, I'm happy. Well, <laughs> okay, but that's not the point. Uh, red wine's resveratrol is found beneficial in keeping the memory sharp and lowering the risk of dementia. Uh-huh. Uh, this pertains to a group of brain conditions affecting memory function that is really more affected in the elderly. So uh, that's a good thing. Uh, researchers uh, uh, and studies have proven that red wine consumption is helpful in reducing the risk factors of dementia, those developing Alzheimer's disease. So really good there. That's uh, something that uh, if you can start, uh, you know, that could improve uh, the risk of Alzheimer's. Uh, can Alzheimer's patients drink red wine? Yeah, you know, it's just, uh, if you've ever been around someone with Alzheimer's, it's it's a horrible disease, the dementia and forgetting stuff and all that, but they have done studies, and again, most of these studies are not big studies. These are not studies where it involved a lot of people, but it's enough that they're doing conclude coming to conclusions and for example uh data have indicated that moderate intake of red wine may prevent several age related pathological conditions such as cancer cardiovascular diseases diabetes and dat related cognitive decline so yay for red wine i mean it goes the article goes on here and tells that resveratrol does not prevent uh, AB production because it has no apparent effect on the AB-producing enzymes. However, it promotes intercellular degradation of AB uh, via mechanism instead of which involves the 
protozoomy, I guess. So, red wine is, it helps the brain. And bottom line, you know, it, it helps the brain. And we're talking moderation and all this, folks. We're not talking a study like I did where I did a self-study drinking a whole bottle in one day. This is moderation. Two glasses a day maximum. That's all that it takes. Any more than that does not make it better. Uh, two glasses a day is really what is the the, the line that you draw for the improvement and all that. How about red wine good for depression? Yeah, I think so. If you get depressed, red wine tends to help. Um, it helps depression, according to this article. In a research conducted among middle-aged to elderly individuals, the researchers discovered that drinking moderate to low amounts of alcohol every day can result in fewer symptoms and a reduced risk of depression compared to people who drink excessively. Now, there's the key. Don't be drinking excessively. For that reason, people who have a few regular sips and a glass of red wine have a low tendency to experience depression than those who don't. And then all of the, there's links to all of these. I mean, they, they give, you know, links to all the studies and all these uh, on this. Bottom line, after... We hear a study that says, no, it's no good for you. And then another study says, yes, it's good for you. Another one says, no. This article basically tells you, yes, it's going to be good for you. It's going to help your depression. It's going to help diabetes. It's going to help dementia. It's going to help possibly to prevent other diseases, uh, including cancer. So there you go. Uh, a, a yay for red wine. Uh, it's... Uh, Good for you until I read you the next article that I find that says it's not good for you and you shouldn't be taking it. Okay. Uh, I haven't read this article. The Evolution of Chile's Icon Wine. It talks about Chilean wine. Uh, I started to read this article. Very interesting. Uh, long. I'm not going to do it. I'm not finished with the article yet either. But uh, it's uh, uh, really so far quite interesting. Uh about Chilean wine. I will read that and tell you about it uh, in the weeks to come. Okay, what else do we have here? All right, let's go back to this and go back to this. Where are we? Okay, right here. Uh, a second. And underground cellars. I don't think we talked about underground cellars. We have talked about other things that do basically this. And, and but I don't think so. I might. Mike, you recall us talking to underground sellers? Um, I have to check. I don't. I don't. It doesn't sound familiar, but it doesn't. Uh, no, I, you know. And, and I went yeah. back searching a little bit, and I didn't see it. But it's the same format as some of the others that we have. Uh, one other that we talked with. Uh, underground sellers has Jeffrey Shaw. Uh, underground yep. sellers. Yep, Jeffrey Shaw, founder of Underground Cellar, was on December 16th, 2021. Okay, because I thought this was the uh, uh, same format as that. Okay, mm -hmm. it is, uh, Underground Cellars offers wines. You can go to the website and you can... Well, here is the first paragraph. The deals on high-end wine offered online by California-based underground sellers often seem too good to be true. You buy an ordinary Cabernet for $25, and then you might be upgraded. They might just pick you and say, okay, you're upgraded, and we're going to, instead of whatever you bought for $25, we are going to upgrade you to a Screaming Eagle Cabernet which is phenomenal because Screaming Eagles run close to $1,000, you know. So 
you get this, and then you stick it in their cellar, and and it, you have that wine. And like Jeffrey explained, you they cellar your wines, and then when you want it, you pay the shipping, and you can close it out any time, close your your storage out and have them pay for the shipping to you and all that. Pretty good deal. I mean, the way he described it, it was very interesting and, and it was quite exciting. I looked at the, the website quite a few times and they had some great deals on there. And then that always that possibility of being upgraded to a, a phenomenal wine uh, randomly is just exciting. It very was very exciting. Well, underground sellers on Monday filed for bankruptcy, Chapter 11 bankruptcy, and uh, to reorganize and Chapter 7 bankruptcy to end the business and liquidate its assets. Aha. So if any of you out there are uh, patrons of underground sellers, they have filed for bankruptcy. And it is, uh, well, this article says, as underground seller customers will likely learn the company's assets may include wines bought by customers that were never shipped to them. Hmm. As we learned in the Premier Crew case, just because you paid for it, they have it. Doesn't mean you receive it. So, if you are a customer of Underground Sellers, <clears throat> says the decision to file for bankruptcy, and this is from the website statement, the decision to file for bankruptcy was not an easy one, but it became necessary due to recent market headwinds and an inability to secure follow-on financing or an acquisition in what has become an increasingly challenging capital market. The company has wound down its operations. Any decisions regarding the company's future will be made by a court-appointed trustee. Customers and creditors of Underground Seller will receive a notice from the bankruptcy court with information about the bankruptcy case. Oh my gosh, that is that's sad. And if you're a customer, that's super sad. Um, one customer had two thousand dollars worth of unshipped wine, and has been ordering from the company for a year. And they were approached by a PR representative to try out the service uh, with a two hundred dollars coupon for free wines, and at first, uh, it wasn't sure, but then they did, and they uh, didn't get the wine and decided to wait and see what's going on. And once the credit card went through, they uh, thought it was a great deal and used the coupons and all that, and everything was held in the cellar. Uh, they uh, spent several thousand dollars on wine and successfully have many bottles shipped uh, to them, but uh, frequently bought specials such as a case of $20 European Reds in which wines were not named at the time of purchase. And they would send you a fact sheet and uh, you pay $20 for them and the wine sells for 49 but you don't get to pick specific wines or regions. The deal is... You don't choose it. it uh, it's what they choose. And that's how it went. And the word got out, basically. Uh, and that they were doing this, uh, switching around and stuff like that. So... Uh, one of the quirks of underground sellers was that it reserved the right to substitute wines for those you ordered. And they figured that was a hook behind the offer that you might buy a $28 cab and instead receive a screaming or an Opus 1. Uh, as of when they filed for bankruptcy, this is still on their website. 
the upgrade is based on the price level and so it was it, it was there um and they did underground client uh last week uh, underground client filed a class action suit in delaware against the company uh, claiming that all 42 bottles of wine were $3,114 stored with them, and they now do not have access to them. Uh, so, uh, the last paragraph says, and I quote, it's reminiscent of Berkeley-based Premier Crew, which sold wine futures, and it turns out had apparently sold the same bottle of wine to multiple people. Premier crew proprietor John Fox pled guilty to fraud charges in 2016 and served four and a half year term in federal prison. When Premier crew was dissolved, customers were frustrated to learn that not only would they not receive wines they had paid for, any customers who requested refunds in 90 days before bankruptcy was declared, 90 days before bankruptcy was declared, would have to give back the money to the bankruptcy trustee so this is not good uh, underground sellers had raised 13.5 million dollars in funding through nine rounds of funding starting with their seed round in 2014 and its last invest uh, investor came from a single investor in March 2022 so that was only just a couple months ago an email to underground sellers was not returned for this article. So uh, let me click out of this and go to another article that I saw shortly after this about it also and this is an, uh, about underground sellers also and it says after the san francisco based underground sellers went bankrupt there has been an uproar over how the company managed to swindle so many customers uh this person who wrote this article said they were one of those who lost a thousand more than a thousand dollars in undelivered wine uh, yeah <laughs> he says after i reported on the bankruptcy i got a couple of calls out of the blue the first was from the company's ceo jeff shaw stating and that's who we talked to stating that he was pushed out of business more than a year ago he asked me to change my story and declined to comment further because of his non-disclosure agreement now, how could he have been pushed out of the business more than a year ago? When we talked to him, when did you say that was, uh, Mike? Uh, that was uh, 2019. Oh, was it? Oh, okay. wait. Two no, 21, 2021. Yeah, I wrote it down. Okay, 2021. So I guess maybe, you know, shortly after we talked to him, according to him, he was no longer part of the business. So, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, according according to this article here, Jeff Shaw said that he was pushed out of the business more than a year ago, and this article is uh, two weeks old. So, and so this is 23. So, you know, back in 22, he was pushed out of the business. Mm -hmm. It says, according to his feedback, including the fact that Jeff Shaw, Shaw signed off on documents as CEO uh, as late as April 24th this year so yeah that would have worked out we had in, yeah. uh, so December 2021 and they were out of it in 2022 yeah they could have been still he's still with them yeah sounds like yeah he was still yeah. but, um, so, yeah. but this is not a good thing not a good thing for all the people uh, you know and uh, you know, I, I I feel bad for all the people. I feel bad for getting on the, on the show and promoting it because it sounds like a great deal. Uh, here's uh, 
Let's see, it doesn't sound plausible, so here's responses to my sit-down with Coppola. Who's Coppola? Uh, Coppola is a forensics accountant based in Philadelphia who said he lost thousands with the company. He decided to research what happened, given that he was a forensics accountant, and he was investigating the financial matters, including the bankruptcy. Uh, he said he had no further stake with the company, and he was just uh, an outsider like everyone else. He said that before he became a customer in May 2014. Boy, the company's been in business longer than I thought. I thought it was a startup. Um, he became a customer in May 2014, purchased more than 500 bottles, and received around 360 to 380 of those bottles. Uh, and the question was, was the business model innately flawed or was it just a scheme to launder money? And Coppola says, I don't think either of the statements are true. The most innocent explanation is that they had very expensive financing and a years-long goal of being acquired, which never materialized. Once the high interest rate and inflationary environment took hold early last year, the company might not have been sustainable, and they could not balance the uh, they could not balance their sheets. Uh, this less innocently, they may have then decided to extract as much value as possible in the 12 months before filing bankruptcy in order to avoid clawbacks by the trustees. Uh, it says, it's really odd how few assets the company was left with, such as only $260 of office equipment. And then it was asked, were the wines that people purchased really stored and put like they said they would? And it said, for the most part, yes. Uh, from the beginning, they struggled to fulfill orders. Um, he said he had about 20% of his bottles swapped out and had a few dozen bottles marked as incoming for years. Uh, so do you think the underground sellers' executives are using their customers' money for other purposes? He said it's hard to say. Uh, in a bankruptcy, it was not mentioned. Here's a question. Why do you think Jeff Saul was being paid as both a board member and a consultant? And it says Jeff Saul was paid as a board member through August 2022 and as a consultant through April 2023. He was paid as both from June to August 2022. Uh, Says Jeff's board member salaries at the same was the same as the CEOs at the time, so it's unlikely that the other board members got nothing. Uh, but in response to his comments, a source which was unidentified says that Shaw was never paid as a board member, and that no other board members were ever paid. So it wasn't money that you all put in there if you're part of it that paid for these guys. Uh, so let's see. Julian Watson was, you know, they talked about her. And question, is this really a bankruptcy case or a fraud case? It says it's a bankruptcy case for the time being. If the trustee determines that fraudulent conveyances have been made, they can seek to recover those from people who receive them. They can also recommend that the company's petition for bankruptcy relief not be granted, though that is unlikely. There's a very small pool of money to compensate the bankruptcy trustee. No money equals no time to investigate. So there's unlikely to be much scrutiny applied without a shareholder or creditor lawsuit to compel it. There you go. It's uh, 
underground sellers. Uh, we interviewed Jeff Shaw, and he was very excited about it. I thought it was a great idea, too, and I looked at the website. I did not purchase anything, you know, full disclosure. I wasn't part of the of the business thing, but he they filed for bankruptcy, and it... Uh, That's it. Uh, I uh, caught my eye. I thought that was really, really strange and, and sad, too. Uh, okay, so let's get off of that. And on to something else here. Uh, climate change. Let's see where we... Australian wine. How climate change is endangering Australian wine. Should we hear about climate change? This is from BBC News. Uh, said that uh, warming. Oh, don't I? Don't uh, it's a warming and drying trend in Australia. They've been under some severe droughts down there in some wine regions. Uh, the South Australia's Riverland region got only 90 millimeters of rain, which is 10 times less than your annual rainfall this last year. And it's it's only going to get worse. In the next 20 years, the Riverland will be about 1.3 degrees hotter and rainfall will drop even more. Which, what does that mean for wine? Not good. Uh, climate change already messed with the flavors and the quality. And heat affects the speed at which the grapes ripen. And there's sugars and acid. Acidity levels jump up, and it is causing the wines to change, the wines to taste different. There's just so much that a winemaker can do to try to balance out these things, and it's not good. Growing certain types of wine grapes in Australia, especially those suited for cooler climates like Sauvignon Blanc, Chardonnay, and Pinot Noir, get harder, and if it continues to be as warm as it is, not only will it get harder, it will also become impossible. So uh, they are optimistic, though. Uh, wineries down there in their areas say they can make it through. It uh, could be catastrophic if it gets much warmer and much drier, but still they are uh, very optimistic about the possibilities of continuing on. And... Uh, they said you'll be able to continue to grow, you know, things like Cabernet, but it just might not taste as good in the years to come. So the climate's really affecting southern Australia a lot more than it's affecting other people because of the influence of the, the desert, and they're not getting a whole lot of rains and all that down there. That's... I hate hearing that stuff. I really do. Uh, okay, let me see what this is here. Uh, oh, okay. This, you know, oh, here's the one. Uh, yeah, this this is uh, the uh, webinar that. Uh, I was telling you about at the beginning of the show, uh, it, some of the things they talked about is uh, what is the definition of North American native variety? Are they siblings of vinifera and French hybrid? Uh, what is their origin story? Why is TV Munson, and the T stands for, I've got it right here, Thomas, uh, why is Thomas V. Munson a key part of the story of North American natives? What is the TerraVox project and why were more than 60 varieties planted in Missouri? Which American native varieties show the most promise for winemaking and what might be the future of winemaking with the North American native grapes? So, uh, good seminar. Again, once I get it, I will post it and I will also try to get the two guys that spoke on the show uh, 
Let's see here. I told you Jerry. Jerry's last name is Eisterhold. And the proprietor of Caravox Vineyards. <clears throat> and Clark Smith, one of America's winemaking innovators and consultants. And Stephen Castles is author, educator, consultant, and longtime student of American indigenous grape varieties. Walsh was also a presenter. So those are the people on there. Uh, again, a great, great and interesting show. Uh, okay, let's go back to this. And look at this. Oh, geez, look at the time. I just noticed it. Um, okay, now that's, I can't find that. Wait a minute. Uh, oh, here it is. Uh, oh, here. We'll end it with this little, little article. This is from the drinks business. And it says, research has uncovered the secret behind sparkling wine bubbles. Why the wine bubbles in Chardonnay's fizz straight up. They poured samples of carbonated beverages ranging from sparkling water and beer to sparkling wines. And the sparkling wines, both the traditional champagne method and the tank method, like Prosecco. And using a needle, they then pump gas into drinks, experimenting with bubble size and the addition of chemicals that decrease the liquid surface tension, known as uh, surface pants, observing the changes. And it was discovered that it is the surfactants found in sparkling wine that are responsible for its stable, stable single-file bubble change. Hmm. It's the top. The theory is that in Champagne, these containments that act as surfactants are the good stuff. These protein molecules that give flavor and uniqueness to the liquid are what makes the bubbles chains they produce stable. So there you go. Uh, findings are applicable to sparkling wines in general. While beer also has surfactants, its bubbles often don't rise in a straight line. Sparkling wine has no such containment, and therefore there is nothing to guide bubbles through the weight flows of other bubbles, meaning that straight chains are not formed. So researchers also show that bigger bubbles tend to rise more smoothly and form stabler chains which are going to be going against the received wisdom that finer beads equal better sparkling wines, which, you know, I've heard that too. You know, if the bubbles are smaller and, you know, you get a small beaded line, that's better than the bigger ones. Well, the bigger ones are going to form a better line than the smaller ones. So it's, you know. Uh, most people have never seen an ocean seep or an aeration tank, but most of them have had a soda, a beer or a glass of wine, they say. But take, talking about champagne and beer are master plans to make people understand that fluid mechanics is important in their daily lives. So uh, one use cited, though probably not as glamorous as providing tribute for the next champagne reception, is bubble-induced mixing and water treatment aeration tanks. But uh, they found that it is because of the surf surficants. Is that, I'm sure that I'm pronouncing that wrong. Uh, surficants, S-U-R-F-A-C-T-A-N-T-S, surficants. So... That's what causes the bubbles to go in a straight line because of the liquid's surface tension, known as surfactants. Hmm. There you go. No other reason than that. I wonder if they can control that when they make the champagne. I wonder if there's a way they can control the 
That's funny that the surface would be the one that would cause the bubbles to go in a straight line, though. Well, oh well. Maybe it's just, you know, something there that <laughs> we all just don't understand. <laughs> yeah. Oh, there Definitely you go. can't see. Yeah. Yeah. I know. Yeah. It, it, it just seems strange, you know. But yeah. that's what it is. So, anyway, we'll we'll call it a show. Yeah. Um, All right. We've got, uh, so today's June the 8th. Uh, The next show for the 15th will be uh, 7 7 p.m. as always. So uh, tune in next Thursday, the 15th. And uh, oh, thank you to anyone that popped into the show, too, on the the chat room and stuff like that. Uh, Thank you for listening. Yeah. Uh, it popped in there. I said their name. They popped back out of there. So that's fine. <laughs> oh, no. They, they saw me. <laughs> and don't forget, tomorrow night, 7 o'clock, 7 to 9, Mike and Flightline Radio. Uh, yeah, thank you. He'll, uh, he'll be entertaining you, taking requests. And I tell you what, I always tune him in and just listen to him in the background while I'm surfing and looking at stuff, but any song, Mike is a, a genius at that. He'd say, I would like to hear, and amazingly, he can find things that are so obscure. It always surprises me. So, uh, his, Some of it has been. Yeah, it's, things I've it's great. Yeah. Um, but you know, sometimes it's it's good. You know, when they when they do the obscure ones, it's kind of kind of cool that well, you're kind of opening yourself up to different kind of music that you probably wouldn't have heard anyway. But uh, you know, all of a sudden, oh, here it is, and it's uh, eh, some of it has been good, and some of it has been uh, not so good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. To be polite, <laughs> we don't have anything nice to say. Sometimes it's just best not to say. Anything. Yeah. Well, you know, yeah, yeah. and new age and, and stuff like that too. I yeah. mean, you you have mm-hmm. you know been able to find some, and I've heard you pop in some new age in there that it was really pleasant. I you know, surprisingly, I enjoyed it. Yeah, so, uh, well, yeah. Uh, so next uh, next Thursday, all about wine live on uh, twenty different places. Now, I guess. Yeah, but, um, we're all over the place. Yeah. Definitely on the archives, you can tune in. And uh, we appreciate you for tuning in even on the archives. So uh, stay with it, and uh, we continue on, and, and we'll see what uh, what's coming up in the uh, in the near future. Um, That's right. Y'all have a great uh, great weekend ahead, and enjoy your uh, your summer. Most schools, I think, are out by now. Um, yeah. I, well, I just heard... I was talking to the to the guys and uh, the cigar guys last night, and schools out in in Oregon where one of them lives, like I think next Monday or Tuesday or something like that, next week. And I said, "Wow, that's that's late." And he says, "Yeah, but we don't start until the middle of September." So you know, some of these you know bounce around. So. I don't know. Well, they have yeah. to enjoy the they have to enjoy the warm weather before their winter, you know, really strikes them. So yeah, oh that's uh, true. Oh, and speaking of uh, the guys last night too, and I'm sure you all seen pictures of New York City, but uh, the yeah. fires in Canada are oh, sending smoke south to yeah. all sorts of places. New York City had the worst air. Uh, quality of the world mm-hmm. uh, a couple of days ago. I mean, they, they mm-hmm. measured on a scale of zero to like, what, 50 or 100? And New York City had uh, air quality of 1,035. I mean, it's just like, oh, my God. And I, what? Mike, in, in, the, in the group that I talked, the, the Mike and the Cigar group, uh, was outside in his car. He called it his mobile lounge. Uh, to have his cigar and the smoke now it was so thick you could not see a tree across the street it was so thick there and he's in new jersey and craig who lives in pennsylvania 
had the same thick mm. smoke. It was just like you can. He was on his porch, and you can look out the back, and it was so thick, unbelievable. And and yeah, you know, it, it's not a, not going to bother the greats because they're still in early season. But oh my gosh, that smoke is unbelievable. Yeah. You know, so. And what kind of, what kind of health effects is it going to have? You know, they're oh, yeah. breathing constantly, <clears throat> constantly, constantly, and you can't get away from it. And you turn on the AC, and it pumps it in your house. I mean, it's just, you know, it's everywhere. They said you step outside, and it smells like somebody's got a great big fireplace burning right in front of you. And you know, it's just yeah. that wood burn smell. You know, so yeah. and well, it's just just amazing. You know, so uh, you you mentioned yeah. you know. Uh, it reminded mm-hmm. me of that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, well, uh, and we hope that they are doing okay and and, and uh, their air cleans up. I don't know how how that's going to happen, but uh, I, I don't know. I I haven't seen any reports. I didn't see the evening news, and I usually don't watch the evening news, but you know mm-hmm. the weather reports on that. And I don't know what's going on. So yeah, we hope it clears up and everybody's breathing normal and. With no issues yeah. or anything. So. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Um, all right, everybody. Have a great uh, weekend and a week ahead. And uh, we'll talk to you uh, next Thursday on All About Wine. Thank you. Yep. And Be safe. Thanks for listening. Yep. Thank you. This concludes tonight's broadcast of All About Wine with your host, Ron. For show information, links to All About Wine on Twitter and Facebook, or to be a guest on this show, visit the show website at www.allaboutwinebtr.com. Archived shows are available for download on iTunes or on our show page at blogtalkradio.com forward slash allaboutwine. Thank you for listening. Drink responsibly, and we'll see you next time on All About Wine. All about wine. Uh, off of there. I think it's still playing. Okay. And mm. to the green room. Yep. With Lucky Landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.